Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon and good night. And the reason why we always say good morning, good afternoon and good night is because we are lucky enough to have people all over the world now listening to this program. So thank you to all the people listening to this program, wherever you are. It's a pleasure to bring this program to you. We have Matt in the studio with me this morning. Good morning. And I'll introduce you to our special guest in just a minute. But first of all, I really want to thank the people that from the last couple of podcast and from our last couple of shows have sent me emails I actually have been getting more and more emails which I really love so thank you to everybody and the other thing um, I got an email saying do you mind if I tell other people about this program I said, please <laughs> uh, look guys the, the reason why we do the program is not really just for myself and Matt's benefit and it really is for your benefit out there. We bring in some fantastic guests and today we've got a, a wonderful lady and it's appropriate so I'll introduce her in a minute but I just want to say please if you find this program interesting for you please tell all your friends and if you haven't I encourage you to do that all the time. But more importantly, if you have picked up something from this program, you've picked up an idea in your business or in your career or something that will help you, please share that because that's what this program's all about, helping everybody help each other. And more importantly, it's about being happy. And today, with the COVID hit the whole world, it's just not one country, every country's been affected. Every town, every city, every little village has been affected. And unfortunately, some places are a lot worse than others. I live in the best place in the world. I live in Adelaide in South Australia. And Australia is, is like leading the world with the COVID. We're leading the world in so many ways. And we are so happy to live in Adelaide. But, you know, there are people in Asia, in Southeast Asia, in Europe, who are in lockdown and some people that I've been speaking to in Poland and across Italy and across Europe, across Europe have told me some of the lockdowns that they've gone through are worse than they had during the Second World War. And it's been terrible. Even in Melbourne, you couldn't go out of the district. You know, in, in other places like in Malaysia, they had barbed wire across each district and you weren't allowed to cross at all. You know, and then your house lived on one side of the street. You can't go across to say hello to your family who lived just across the road. So that's how bad it was. So, you know, we have no idea. But, you know, this is about being happy in business, being happy in life. And, of course, if you want to get into business, if you are working in a business, you it's your responsibility to make it what you want it to be. So today our special guest is Connie, Connie Regas is uh, from a florist of all things. So she runs a company called Adelaide Flower House. She runs four different shops in four different districts across South Australia or across Adelaide. There is one in Rundle Mall, which is called the Flower Depot. There is one in Hutt Street, which is called the Flower Hut, appropriately. There is one on the Norwood Parade, which is called Flower Parade at Norwood. There is the Adelaide Flower House, which is at Parkside Unley. And, of course, she's got online stores as well, which is the Flower Web 
and every one of those other stores you can go online as well. So, Connie, welcome to Radio Italia Uno and Happy Business Radio. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure, Connie. It's a real pleasure. Connie, sometimes people think, oh, it's hard to run a shop. It's hard to run a business. And COVID has made it very hard for everybody. And the fact that you're still running four very successful shops and you're running the business yourself, right? You've got a partner and you've got a manager and you've got good staff. And the good thing about it is that I commend you is you've also got your son involved in the business. That's true. Yes. So, you know, what have you done to blackmail him? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't. He's travelled a lot and he's um, worked with us as he's come back from travel and trying to decide what life's going to bring for him. So he's with us and he loves it. He's quite a bright spark. Yes, look, I've I've had the pleasure of meeting your son and I could see, uh, you know, like you don't have to be that smart to see when you're working in a group of people, there's always somebody who stands out and shines or somebody, you know, you lead a group, you know, you can see the people group. And that's obvious. I, I picked him as the manager in that building when I came in, you know, straight away. I looked around and I thought, oh, he's in charge. <laughs> you can tell that. He's you been know. around a long time. He knows how it rolls. He, he, he knows the business well, obviously. Yeah. But the the thing that impresses me and, and all our guests are, are business people or running their own business of some kind or have a topic that we, we want to discuss and be about being happier at work. Yeah. What impresses me is not the fact that you're a woman, because I think that too many people make too much fuss about, oh, woman, woman, or man, or man. The fact that you're running a business and the fact that you're growing your business. How long ago did you start your first business? Started at Adelaide Flower House 30 years ago. Yep. And then about 10 years ago, started the, what we call the market shops, which yep. are Flower Hut, yep. Flower Parade, Flower Depot. And then after that came the online shop, Flower Web. Excellent. And... It's been an evolution. Yes. It hasn't always been easy. Yes. And COVID has probably helped our business, although initially <laughs> yeah. it didn't. Okay. People were staying locally, mm-hmm. buying flowers for their homes yep. and buying flowers for each other and just reminding each, each other, other yeah, that they're there. A great idea. Yeah. Flowers Flowers have really helped. The industry, yeah, yeah. Has, has been good. It's been good. Good for you. Good for excellent, us. Excellent, excellent. Yep. The, the thing that I, I admire, and Matt cut in at any time, but the, the thing that I admire, the fact that you started a business over 30 years ago and you just kept plodding along, plodding along, plodding along. So, and then just in the last 10 years, you've gone boom, 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 you know? Yep. And that I admire because I've worked with other business people who have been in business for 30 years and the, the, the business is going down, down, down instead of up, up, up. So, what do you attribute? attribute that to? Yeah. My partner, Peter, came from Melbourne and yep. together we have been able to – the human resources side of yep. things right. is important. Yes. You do have to be quite hands-on and having him come across from Melbourne has enabled us to expand. And at the moment we're currently gro- growing further yeah. in that the the flower depot, which mm-hmm. is the one in the Rundle mm-hmm. Mall, yes. we will be by the end of the month having a, a shipping container that's been converted into a shop. Right. So we'll be on the mall permanently with, you know, the ability to move it. Yes. So it's a semi permanent structure. Right. But that we feel will provide our clients with a better product because we're not having to move things in and out all yeah. the time. Keep them in um, the fridge there. Yeah, that would be a cooled facility. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting for us. And also 
the building at the parade has just been bought and our new landlords have given us the opportunity to expand that shop Mm -hmm. as well. It's quite a little shop. So through COVID, and we thank the the Norwood Council because they've enabled us to trade from the street. It's a small shop and, you know, that 1.5 metre rule, if you've been near the shop, you'd only probably have one or two people in the shop. So we've been fortunate enough to be able to trade in the, the street, street. <coughs> on the street, Excellent. and now we're expanding the store, so it will be another, you know, third the size of what it currently yeah. is, which is exciting for us. Excellent. Um, the, the the Norwood Precinct is an incredible shopping precinct. Precinct, yes. Look, the, the Norwood Council, as far as I'm concerned, have always been forward thinking, and in the past when I've spoken to the traders, and I used to be on the Norwood Traders Association, oh, I was on the committee. I know that they were always pushing for better benefits and for the community and also for the shoppers. Yeah. So I was actually um, on that committee oh, for you. a few years. <laughs> so, um, well yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware of what's happening down there. So, Connie, a lot of businesses have a challenge going from one location to four, and they actually become less profitable when they grow their business versus more profitable. Have you had a challenge with that, or are you more profitable with the more locations than when you just had the one and were focus primarily on that. We, we got to the point that we had eight stores and then we came back to our four best. Mm. So yes, there were challenges, but we're flying well at the moment. Uh, so how did you, can you talk a little bit about how you navigated those? Because that might be something that might be of value to listeners. Yeah, the reason, before you go there, I just want to add this. Uh, I know that some businesses say, get big or get out get big or get out. You get to a stage where you grow, you know, like you say, your, your shop is too small, you could just got to expand to the next shop or you got to just knock the wall down and get bigger. So people try and do that. They get big and get out. But then I was going to ask the question, so thanks, Matt. That was appropriate because some people do get big and being a big and span too fast or whatever. It wasn't and then you too to... fast. It was, there's a sweet spot, I think. Yes. And we've, I think we now after 30 years, have yeah. found the sweet spot. You can just spread yourself too thinly and then you're not doing any one thing mm-hmm. well. So we we had opened in the new hospital. The mm-hmm. configuration there probably yeah. didn't quite work in terms of where the retail mm-hmm. precinct is. You just learn. And yeah. we've been really lucky over the years with right. all of our stores to have a great team of people. Right. And without that team and we've got 25 on our staff at the moment right that's what's um, been asked as well we wouldn't be able to do it it's just okay. not possible now talking about staff how much turnover of staff do you have because that that's biggest problem at the moment and in the past people have said how they find hard to find good staff and hard to keep them so how are you going with that i think that the answer to that also addresses a bit of what matt had asked mm-hmm. in that it's taken a long time to kind of work out what the formula is we originally used to take on kids that were studying and were with us for three or four years and then have a few people that worked Mm -hmm. in the industry as florists but now we've kind of worked out that we need maybe 30 percent of uh, students Mm -hmm. and then the 70 percent of people that really want to do this as a job and as such we really haven't had the turnover we used to have we yep. have found it difficult when we are looking for people mm-hmm. more recently and COVID, <clears throat> I believe, has contributed to that mm-hmm. in finding staff. And also we have to adapt to what the next generation kind of want, want. Yeah. In, in a work dynamic. And I think we're doing that okay. 
it's it's a it's more about having fun and enjoying what you do whilst mm-hmm. being productive and it's it's managing those two things together that keeps people going now who when you say managing those two things together i know that's very very uh, it's a fine line to do that but do you have like regular meetings do you I have do. Do, you, do you you and peter talk about what to do who to do who to promote who to put in place or you know if you're not there who's in charge sort of thing uh we're always on hand yeah. and even when in the past when we've traveled mm-hmm. you know pete will probably do the ordering might be up in the middle of the night wherever we are he does yeah. that and i do the people in that scenario mm-hmm. um we've got an admin assistant that helps us with the people side of things mm-hmm. we try to empower our team to make right. decisions for themselves yep. and we find that they st- they step up when we go away particularly mm-hmm. yes. they step up even more than when we're here the phone does ring a lot when we're here with yeah. questions and inquiries however when we're away they sort of kind of do just <clears throat> let us have some some time which is great excellent excellent so the thing we, we we're going to have to take a break in a minute but we'll come back and and talk about the the busy times of the year like mother's day that's coming up in australia yep. and of course you know there's mother's days in the world different places different times and and also like valentine's day in in australia it's on the in february and at other parts of the world they sometimes have it the same day and other times they have other days so i've heard but there's so many other festivals you know yeah so there's always an occasion to send flowers indeed and just to say hi i'm thinking of you it's still a beautiful occasion absolutely so look we'll we'll take a break and we'll come straight back thank you connie thank you thank you looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace look no further than fine choice coffee solutions you're experts in all things coffee why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting you'll find us at 264 gilbert street in the city Mention Radio Dalia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate, your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts, plus report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 till 10am. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia Uno sta cercando te. 
Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley and you're listening to Happy Business with Peter Salerno. Thank you. Thank you for listening and welcome back. And of course, please support the people that support us. All our sponsors are uh, here to help us and we're here to help them. The good thing about it is we have a very, 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 very good special at the moment for any sponsor who would like to advertise on radio and Radio Italia Uno. In Adelaide, of course, you know, 30% of the population are Italian or related to Italian families. But of course, we've got a lot of people listening to this program who are non-Italian. We've got other nationalities listening to our program because they just like our music or they like what we're talking about. And at the moment, we've got people lucky enough all over the world listening to this program, which is Happy Business. And we have some fantastic guests. And today, our special guest is Connie Regas. Connie Regas is from four different flower shops that she runs here in Adelaide, and it's the Adelaide Flower House, which is at Parkside Unley, Rundle Mall, the Flower Depot, Hut Street, Florist, which is the Flower Hut, Flower Parade, which is at Norwood, and of course the online shops, which is at the Flower Web. So, Connie, again, thank you for staying with us. Connie, we talked about staffing, and I wanted to mention that. Now, the other thing, like Matt asked you, and I was going to ask about how big is big, you know, like sometimes, like I said before, you, you got to get big or get out, you know, you grow to a certain point and then you, you get bigger because the shop's not big enough or the business is not big enough. So you think, oh, wow, I could expand. So you do expand. There are a lot of things you need in place before you expand. But then some people, like you mentioned as well, that, that was the next part of my question was how big do you get before it's too big? You know what I mean? And you found that you went to eight different stores and the thing you mentioned was location, which yeah, didn't really work. really important. Yeah. Location is extremely so important. So what was, for the benefit of other people who are thinking of expanding or who have expanded and should think twice or rearrange, you know, yeah. what they're doing, what other location did you have to close down? Well, King William Road was another, but yeah. I attribute that to the, the roadworks. Yes. It's really deteriorated during yep. that period yep. then there was um o'connell street north adelaide oh yes and that was pr- that that same had thing. same kind of yep. um, vibe so the locations uh, j- just for those who don't know it king william road in adelaide was a very very uh, upmarket becoming an upmarket shopping precinct which was a really really uh, you know great place to go uh, if you wanted upmarket goods and services and all the rest of it but unfortunately they turned it into so hot market that took them two years or more to upgrade the road. It was like ripped up for so long and they were trying to put these tiles and now that it's all finished, yes, it's good, but unfortunately car parking is a headache for everybody. So they didn't really think it through properly. They made the road, you know, look pretty, but unfortunately there's no places to park and and it turning behind the shops into car parking was a headache for a lot so of people. So what you're saying is the government put together a project that took way longer than it should have it cost more money than it was supposed to and it's not effective oh which government would do that (laughs) yeah every government who would have saw that coming no no, who would have saw that coming but we're talking about that because that happens in business doesn't it connie it does because see most people would have thought that if you had a flower shop 
in King William Road, that would have been very good. The other thing, O'Connell Street in South Australia was a very popular strip and was trying to become the main place because it was at North Adelaide and North Adelaide is a prestigious place to be. So if you've got a shop at North Adelaide, everybody says, oh, really, darlings, you know, we should go there, you know. But again, because of the, the traffic, because of other situations beyond your control. So, you know, I, I would say those two locations, I can forgive you and understand. <laughs> what were the other ones? Um, the other one was the hospital. Yes. And the hospital was okay. purely log- log- logistics. logistics. Yes. Logistics. Yes. Well, I can understand that one as well. <laughs> and what other one did you have? That, that's H. So oh, we've got the five now. Okay. Yep. Because the online shops, we call that the yeah, fifth on, store. Online. Yeah, and yep. that's the three. Okay. Well, see, that's a really good lesson for everybody. And the reason why I'm raising this is because sometimes, even though you make the right decision, you've planned it and you've looked at it and everything else. Nobody has the crystal ball to tell what's going to happen in the short term. And like COVID, who would have thought of COVID? No. You know, and even those that thought of it, who would have thought it would affect the world the way it has? Yes. You know, the world economy, the world trade, all the rest of it. I mean, you know, the Suez Canal was built back in the 50s, whatever it was. And then one ship. One ship blocked the canal, what, for a week or whatever it was? Yeah. You know, and, and the other day I heard that in, in England, for example, they've got no garden gnomes because of the fact that nobody can get a garden gnome through the Suez Canal <laughs> or nobody would send them because they sent other stuff which was more important. Well, you know? yeah. So, you know, just a, a, a funny little thing like that. Yeah. There are products that we haven't been able to get in Europe or in the rest of the world because ships weren't able to go through the Suez Canal, so they stopped loading products on the ships. And in that vein, mm-hmm. flowers have been difficult to, exactly, to, that's, to bring in. That's what I was um, going to come to as well. So yeah. how has that affected you? Well, the prices, the wholesale prices of flowers have gone up about a third wow. during COVID. Mm-hmm. So when people say flowers are expensive, they have become more expensive. Mm-hmm. There's no room, there's no passenger flights where there's room in the belly of the yep. plane to freight stuff and it's just far more expensive to get that product into Australia and unfortunately the growers within Australia the industry the flower growing industry has shrunk over the years so there's not enough produce Mm -hmm. to meet the demand yep going back to managing the staff I always was taught that the true test of leadership is how your staff acts when you're not there so I, and I think that's the key to growth in business is having the right people that help you manage the values of the organization. So people inter- conduct themselves in the way that is in the corporate interest when you're not there. I mean, what's, what's your feeling on that? And how is, is that something you've applied, Connie? And is that something that's helped you grow and, and continue to grow? Absolutely. And I think the way you ch- I always try to treat my team the way that I would like them to treat my customers mm-hmm. with the utmost respect and just listening to them. And I think when you treat your team with that level of respect and understanding, you get that back. And then they, in turn, treat your customers in the same way. Everyone has bad days. But, everyone has great days. But you wait know a minute. You're Greek. You're Greek. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You've got to shout and scream. 
No. You don't do that? No. Oh, no, I don't believe it. We do like a bit of drummer now and then, but hey. <laughs> Look, the, the, the thing about it, that was a really good question, Matt, because the staff, like you said earlier, step up when you have them there. And people do like to be in charge. They like to say, I'm the boss or I'm, I'm the manager or whatever. So you put them in that role, they step up to that role. You know, and and we've had other people here saying uh, people will live up to their expectations. expectations. So if you say you idiot, you know why are you doing this, or well, you did that wrong, and you you criticise them for doing something wrong, believe it or not, they're going to do more things wrong. But if you say to them, oh wow, gee, how can we fix that for next time? Then they will fix it for next time, so that won't happen. Just by changing that word from saying you know wow you, you did something wrong, but saying how can we fix it for next time then next time it doesn't happen. happen. They live up to that expectation. So, okay. you know, that's just a simple little thing. So, Connie, how do you decide who to hire, you know, and, I mean, what criteria do, do you look for to have the atmosphere, the corporate atmosphere that you want? And how do you decide when to let somebody go? That decision-making process has evolved over the years. In our industry or the way we actually operate, we need people that are quite independent and want that autonomy. Mm -hmm. They want to have the control of mm -hmm. the store. We've learned that we can't necessarily employ people that want to be with other people all the time because that's not how the shops mm -hmm. run. So over the years, I think we've learned what we need in the people that are part of our team mm -hmm. versus what might work in other industries, yes. but not necessarily for yep. us. Yep. The, the other thing you mentioned just lately it's harder to find staff. That's true. So what what do you attribute that to? Without being... Uh, no, no, I, attribute, it, <clears throat> I attribute it to COVID, job yep. keeper, job seeker. Right. It's enabled people to just take the foot off the brake, which has its positives as well. Yep. However, it has been really challenging, and I've spoken to a lot of business people over the last six months. Yep. It's really difficult to find So as people. with most things, it's the government's fault. <laughs> What is it with you and the government? Mm. <laughs> Ronald Reagan used to say, and it, you would say he was part of the government, he used yeah. to say that government isn't the solution to the problem oftentimes. Yeah. It is the problem. Well, so. it, it's interesting because, mm. Connie, you were saying how you know your staff is is part of your business and, and, and that thing, but you you tend to attract staff as well. Yep. You know, people walk in and say, oh, wow, this looks good. You know, I wouldn't mind working here, especially if they are already florists working in another florist shop, then they should look around. And I'm not just advertising for your staff, but I'm talking about anybody who's working in a place where they're not happy. And unfortunately, the figures are out and, and from America and Europe and England. And there was more than 70 set in, I think it was in America, there was 75% of people hated their job. In America, it was 73% or something that would not want to go back to the same job. And across Europe, there was as much as 60 to 70%. It was you know that close to 70% across the world. Yep. People hate the job they're doing or hate the place they're working or, or don't want to go back to that place. Now, how can you go back and be happy? Your life I mean, is short. There, there was only, there was only about... 45 or less than 50% actually like what they were doing, you know, but it was as high as 70% or, and over 70% of people who hated where they were working or hated being at that place. 50, Why do you think that is? Look, well, managers, bosses, situations, um, the, the conditions they're working under, 
Um, I can I can name a list, you know, and it uh, it would be a pretty long list. But you know what? Every one of those things, it's like a a thing in a funnel. You know, put stuff in a funnel. You pull the pin out the bottom, and it all goes, yep. falls through. They mount up so quickly that just one thing could fix all those problems. And most bosses, most people who run a business, most corporations and corporate leaders don't understand what that one thing is. Yeah. And I can tell you, I can come into a business and I'll walk into a business and, and see a group of people working and I'll tell you that person's in charge or that person's in charge or those people are having a clash of personalities. Yeah. You know, these people are in love, these people hate each other, these people are working together because they need to be here. Yeah. You know, and I, I can analyze that at a glance. Yeah. You know, but you I've need had, to understand people, don't I've you? I've had though? fifty years or more yeah. of experience. Yeah. You know, I've had more than fifty years of experience in doing that. Yeah. You know, so that's why that's what I do. And people who that said, Oh look, you know, I just want you to come in and us tell me what you think is wrong and I say, You <laughs> and they go, What? <laughs> I had this huge fight with this boss of a company who has a whole fleet of vehicles on the road and a whole heap of staff and the same problem was happening all the time. And I said to them, Okay, this is what you need to do. You need to step out, you need to learn to delegate. He wouldn't let go. He was choking everybody. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Well, I, I think one thing that you said that was really insightful that I'd like to expand on or, or maybe put a different way, Connie, is the fact that you learned uh, exactly what you want. So you had a clear you have a clearly defined picture in your head of what your perfect staff member is. Yeah. And it's important to understand that somebody that's successful at ABC Corp might be a failure at DEF Corp. So and I, and I thought that was a great point that you made that I think uh, needs to be underlined. It, when you get a chance, it'd be great if you could talk about how you decide to let somebody go. You know, when what decision that's when you make All that right, decision we'll, and how. We'll, we'll come straight back to that because, again, um, thank you for listening, but we've got to take a break. We've got some sponsors that we'd like to thank. So thank you very much. Yo. Ciao. Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone. Delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar stone, unique stone, granito, marmo, Caesar stone, unique stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 8266-2280. Unique stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. Lo sapevi che l'82% delle persone richiama più facilmente il nome di un'azienda vedendolo scritto su carta che in una pubblicità sui social media? Continua a valorizzare i metodi più tradizionali, toccare e tenere nelle proprie mani biglietti da visita, calendari promozionali, cataloghi. Maria Studio Printing è il tuo partner creativo di stampa e di marketing ideale. Si occupano di graphic design, sviluppo web, gestione di stampa, routing CNC e 3D carving, fotografia commerciale e riprese, offrendo consegne nello stesso giorno o entro tre giorni lavorativi. Maria Studio Printing può portare alla luce i tuoi progetti e crescere la tua impresa è facile. Per saperne di più, chiama l'8352-1268. 
Hi, this is David Heath, and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music, and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia 1 Sito internet www.italia1.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram Radio Italia 1 Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley and you're listening to Happy Business with Peter Salerno Okay, thank you very much and thank you. Please support our sponsors and if you want to advertise on a Radio Italia Uno anytime, please get in touch with us or be a sponsor for Happy Business Radio. More than happy to have you as a sponsor. Thank you very much. And look, I just want to thank the people from overseas that we've interviewed in the past or have joined the program because I know they, they make a big effort to do that for us. So thank you. And of course, thank you for listening and please share it. Share it with your friends and everybody else. Now, today we're talking to Connie Regas from Australia Flower House, or Adelaide Flower House, sorry. Uh, Adelaide Flower House, the Flower Parade uh, at Norwood, Flower Hut in Hutt Street, and of course, the Flower Depot in Rundle Mall, and the online Flower Web. So, thanks, Connie, for coming in. We've learnt already quite a lot about you or from you, because there's quite a few things that have come out, little gems that people can use. But... Matt, you had a question about her uh, picking the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we, we talked about that and, and that the right people at one company might not be the right person at another company. H- how did you identify the keys that you think make a successful employee with your business? And if you've sometimes, once in a while, you get it wrong or people change, how do you make the, uh, separate that person from your business if necessary? So over the years, I think we've learned what we are looking for someone, like what qualities we're looking for. And I think we kind of outlined that a little bit before. But in terms of moving people on, perhaps if they're not performing as we would like, I guess one of the things we do is reduce their their hours and hope that they then perhaps ask the question, because I do speak to my staff on a regular basis, uh, give them the feedback and then... I guess if they're not, if they continue not performing, they just don't get the hours. Mm-hmm. And I think it's as clean as that. Mm-hmm. So most of your staff on part time or they're casual, uh, casual or and permanent be- part time. Yeah, they or? are. They're they're all casual on the yeah. basis of our industry does have the fluctuations. Mm-hmm. There's all those peaks. There's Christmas. Yes. There's Mother's Day. There's Valentine's Day. Father's Day a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then wedding season is another yeah. time when things yeah. fluctuate. Right. I'd be surprised, I'd be interested rather to know what percentage of people are self-aware enough to know that their hours have been reduced for their own behavior or lack of initiative. What, say, what do you find? Uh, I'd say about 70% are. Oh, okay. So yeah. 70% will say to you, why am I cutting hours or have... They're self-aware. Yeah. So they read between the lines, mm-hmm. they take the feedback um, and do they uh, tend to get their act together? Yeah. Do you find that's a good question? That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> Sadly, probably not. Mm. Or at least maybe twenty percent. I might have called them in three mm. or four or five times for wow. chats. Yeah. And just said, how generous. can how can we 
help you do your job better. Mm. And when there's no response to that, there's really nowhere you can go. Mm. Well, some people, you know, are just not happy at what they're doing. Yeah. Right. Or they're only doing it, like you said, for a short period of time. I mean, if they're students, they're happy to do it while they're studying. Once they've got their degree or whatever, they move on. You know, you don't expect the doctor to be there carving flowers instead of carving a body. You know, (laughs) you know, he wants to be a surgeon. He's going to go off and be a surgeon. And an artist might be playing, you know, studying an arts degree. But when they finish their arts degree, they go off and do their arty stuff instead of just well, floral depend- arrangements. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't totally buy into that. I mean, I can see your point, um, but I was always brought up as if you're doing something, you do your best no matter what it is. So, yeah, I, I, I yeah, again, I don't want to get into a big no, no, thing no. on society, but I, I blame their parents for not raising them right or the society for not teaching them that. If, if they're sweeping the floor, they should do the best job they can at sweeping the floor. Yep. And then someday, because they did such a great job sweeping the floor, they're going to be behind the counter. And then someday they're going to be the manager. And then someday they're going to run the damn place. I don't so, see it that way. Yeah, I, I, I just don't. Yeah, I, I'm. That brings me to a point. Yeah. We've only got a few more minutes left here, but Connie, but what do you think is your driving force? What do you think encouraged you from a child to want to do that? Uh, I love, I've always loved people mm-hmm. and I love flowers. So the two things. Just came together for you. Together. So you really like hippies, flower people. <laughs> I'm a bit of a tree hugger. <laughs> there you go. Connie, that's that's appropriate in a sense, but I, I, I believe there's something else that's driving you, and I, I want to just dig a bit further because what is it that inspires you to, to go from one shop to two shops to three to four to five to six to seven to eight, you know, and, and move forward? Because there, there is obviously – you mentioned earlier that you were – doing pretty well for you know 20 years and then all of a sudden uh, Peter came into your life and all of a sudden you went from one shop to eight shops you know now that is a tells me the same thing that I say every week only you can do it but you can't do it alone alone that's you know? true so the fact is that only you can do it but you can't do it alone so by having a partner by having somebody who runs along with you a running partner or a coach or a manager and that's what we're encouraging people to do all the time Matt now has been doing courses as well he's run his own business for, for many years you know he's, he's retired as a multimillionaire, and now he wants to give back to the community I've been doing the same thing working in business for a long time and I want to give back I want to try and help people to get their businesses going so it's important for this program and for us to learn what is it that drives you so we can help others to find that drive in them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know the answer to that. I, I do think one thing that's great, and, and I don't want to cut you off, but I'll let you collect your thoughts here, is that that's an example of synergy. I mean, one plus one, I'm talking about Peter here, it doesn't equal two, it equals five. Yeah. Shops. So I think it's that once you have somebody that's really on your side, you know, who I mean, I'm 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 guessing loves you. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, does. You don't increase your chances. <laughs> of success. You don't just double your chances of success. You ex- you increase them exponentially. And this is an argument for, you know, having balance in your life and making sure that all parts of your life, uh, your family life, your spiritual life, your physical life, your business life are in balance 
because yeah. they all affect each other. Yes, of course. And that's what we talk about all the time. It's about being happy in business, but being happy in yourself. So. And, and what is it that makes you happy? And like Matt said as well, you know, we as children were taught that if you're going to do something, do it right, do it best, put your best foot in. I just feel, and you know, you're working with this youth of today, I just feel that haven't got the same learnings that we had. I think they have different expectations from from what they want out of their life and they want it now. Now. <laughs> Everything has to be now. Two minute uh, noodles are too long. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is now yeah. and that's the hardest thing and I, I, I feel for them because I think it's challenging for them to reconcile growing up. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's a different world. They don't know how to communicate. Most of it's through technology. So even just to sit down and have a conversation with a young person mm -hmm. they're very reserved and they, they just don't have the skill set because they never had to well, they communicate never to in that way yeah yeah, yeah? text it's messages and, and even in text messages they put uh, you know a c with a, a, a c u l yeah see you later that, or a s y a or whatever it is yeah you know? Or you know, abbreviate that, and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's different. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I think we have to adapt because that's what we've got. You know, in terms of how they are, we're not going to change that next generation. So we need to adapt how we employ, what they do yeah. within the work dynamic to to meet our needs and yeah. their needs, and that's the challenge in business at the moment. You know, there's, there's there's a saying about, I read just yesterday uh, on one of the feeds that I get, is that we're all working to make our children or a better place for our children. We're working to make this world a better place for our children. But we should be looking at it from the other side, making our children better for this world. world. <laughs> you know, yeah. not making this world better for our children, but we should also make our children better for this world. Mm. And we're leaving our children, on that note that you just said there, we're actually leaving our children worse for this world. So in 10, 20, 50 years' time, they'll be texting messages to each other instead of speaking to each, each other. other. Right. Now, we're going to have to stop here. We'll be right back with Matt's motivational messages. Thank you. Radio Italia 1 At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364-9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Did you know that Podcast City can record your podcast right here in the studios of Radio Italia Uno on our professional recording equipment? Podcast City can also come to your location with our mobile studio. We can record just your audio or work with you to plan, record, edit, 
and distribute your podcast to your audience. If you would like to find out more and receive a free podcast startup checklist or book a time to record your podcast, call Radio Italia Uno on 8212317 or go to podcastcity.com.au. Podcast City, podcasting the easy way. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Now it's time for a mentoring session with Happy Business Radio. Every week we bring you a little motivational story to uh, just to motivate you and make you inspire. And this week we've asked Matt to do the story. So Matt, over to you. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. And today I want to talk about a story that I was taught by my year eight history teacher, Grant Harwig. Thank you, Grant, wherever you are. This story is about a young Swedish man named Raoul Wallenberg, who was born to privilege. His family owned one of the largest banks in Sweden. Being born to privilege, he did not feel entitled. He understood the concept that to whom much is given, much is expected. His family decided to have him educated at the University of Michigan in the United States. When they could have sent him to Harvard, Yale, any other great Ivy League school, they sent him there because they wanted him to learn the Midwestern values of honesty, integrity, and hard work. After graduation, Raoul Wallenberg decided he wanted to travel the United States. And as a rich person, he could have done that in style. But instead, he decided to travel the United States as a hobo. Pretending to be penniless, he hopped trains across America and survived merely by his wits. He says this is where he developed skills in diplomacy and thinking on his feet that he would need later, as we will see. In 1944, Hungary, then an ally of Nazi Germany, secretly was trying to negotiate peace with the Allies. Hitler heard of this, immediately invaded Hungary in March of 1944. As a result, the Jews of Hungary, which had come through the Holocaust relatively unscathed up until this point, were now exposed to the true horrors and terrors of the Holocaust. Raoul Wallenberg lobbied and received a diplomatic post from the government of Sweden so that he could go into Hungary as a diplomat and try to save as many Jews as he could. By the time he arrived in Hungary, early July 1944, only 230,000 of 655,000 Jews were still left in Hungary. He set to work quickly, boldly, and decisively. He created what he called Swedish protective passports, which turned Hungarian Jews into instant Swedish citizens. And as such, they were protected by Swedish neutrality. This was not legal, but it looked official. And with bribes in the right places, it tended to work until the German government found all of these passports and deemed them invalid. So what did Wallenberg do then? He convinced the wife of the German foreign affairs minister in Hungary to convince her husband to allow him to print 9,000 of these passports. He printed way more than that. And the government could never figure out which were legit and which weren't, saving untold thousands of Jews. He then rented 32 buildings around Hungary, hung huge Swedish flags upon them, and declared them branch embassies of Sweden. 
and therefore Swedish sovereign territory. As such, he was able to house another 10,000 Jews there. On another occasion, he actually jumped on top of a railroad car taking Jews to Auschwitz and was handing the Swedish protective passports down into the passengers while being fired upon by German soldiers. On yet another occasion, he was walking to work at the Swedish embassy and he saw German soldiers lashing Hungarian Jews together two by two. Then they would proceed to shoot one of them in the head and let them fall off the bridge into the Danube. The other Jew, of course, would drown in horror. Raoul Wallenberg ran back to the Swedish embassy, grabbed every single person he could find who could swim without explanation. They ran back to the bridge and as they were being dropped into the water, they would jump in and pull them out, saving their lives. Two or three days before the Russians took Budapest, the Germans had orders to blow up and liquidate the Jewish ghetto in Budapest. They'd already done this in other cities like Warsaw. While in hiding himself, Raoul Wallenberg was able to convince the German generals to not follow this order, as he would make sure himself they were prosecuted for war crimes after the war's conclusion. There were 70,000 Jews in the ghetto at that time the jews were spared what can we learn from this well we do know that some historians credit raul wallenberg with saving between 5,000 and 100,000 people regardless of this among those saved was a future u.s congressman and also a world-renowned biochemist who sat on the nobel prize committee whether it was 5,000 or 100,000 if you consider the children the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren of those survivors the number is in the tens if not hundreds of thousands so what do we learn from this too many things to discuss in the time we have now but one thing we can ask ourselves is if that one person untrained and unarmed can stand against one of the most powerful and ruthless and terrible regimes in history with just his wits and a fast tongue and save countless lives and reproduce himself by inspiring and building a team of 340 other people operating independently of himself to save countless others what difference can you or i make in other people's lives we don't have the adversity he had. There are opportunities every day, every hour, almost every minute to make a difference. And there are two kinds of people listening to this message right now. One that will say, that's a nice story, Matt. And the other that will say, if he can do it, I can make a difference. I will try. The real question is, which one are you? Radio Italia Uno. business with Peter Salerno. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you to everybody listening to this on Radio Italia Uno. Happy business every Monday from 2 till 3 p.m. And of course, across the world on uh, podcast, thanks to Ron from Podcast City Adelaide. Ron has been helping us to do this for quite a while now. And you can listen to all the podcasts on Happy Business Radio. So just go to Happy Business Radio on Facebook and you can listen to any one of those special guests that we've had and pick up the gems that they give us every week. And today we've been privileged to have Connie with us, Connie Regas. Connie Regas is from the Adelaide Flower House at Parkside on Unley Road. She has a flower parade uh, at Norwood. She has, in Hutt Street, she has the Flower Hut. And on Rundle Mall, right in the centre of the city, she has the Flower Depot. 
and of course the online store which is the flower web so thanks connie thank you for coming in today thank you for staying with us and thank you, for having you know allowing us to pick your brain and <laughs> learn from you because there are a lot of people around the world who are studying all different types of occupations but all the stuff we talked about with you today the questions that matt asked all relate to business and all relate to personal stuff as well and like matt said it's about learning to be better learning to be the person that you're working for making sure that you prepare yourself so not just academically but personally to be the person that person wants to employ yeah absolutely i think and that's you just important. have to go for your dreams yeah what would you say for in the minute that we have that you're if you could go back 30 years you would do you, you wish you knew then that you know now as a in regards to business I don't go back. No, no. You know, That's like, wise. I don't go back. No, I wouldn't know. be where I am with all the things and the way that I learned them along the way. Mm. You know okay. how some people say, if I knew then what I know now, like, you know, now you've learned a lot more stuff. What we do next? What What's next for your business? What's, what's the next step that you can see that you're going into? Well, the growth that I mentioned at the very yeah. beginning, uh, that's in the physical locality of the yeah. stores. I don't have any intention of opening any more stores. Yep. Just making everything One, stronger. Stronger. Yeah. yeah. And there is room for growth within each of those businesses. So mm -hmm. just taking them to where I believe yep. they can go. And I think they've got a long way to go. Excellent. The, the thing that I admire, Connie, is like well, the businesses that I've worked with in the past, they sort of uh, took a while to get started, took a while to get their roots and, and set up what needed to happen. Then it becomes a little bit like a cookie cutter. Once you've got that, then you go bang, 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 and you can do that. And you have done that because you've worked on your one store, you know, or your one business for that 20-year 20 20 period. And I had two children during that period. Yeah. So and that, that <clears throat> had the ups and downs, and downs of yeah. that. Yeah. And then, of course, over the next 10 years, you've gone bang, bang, bang and opened an extra four or five stores. Yeah. You know, and, and that's fantastic. Or, you know, you opened a few others, but then you, you looked at what was happening, economy, and you cut it fairly quickly, you know, and you and changed. And you have to make that decision. One thing yeah. I've learned yeah. is if it's not working, stop. sometimes your ego gets in the way and you <laughs> don't want to stop. Yeah. But there's a point when you know you yep. have to stop and you just have to listen to that. Yep. Or change it so quickly. Yeah. Yep. Now, that's that's very clever because um, we've been talking to people all the time about coaching and mentoring and, and uh, getting a mentor, getting a coach. I was talking to a businessman the other day and he was saying how somebody in his office had stuffed up and it cost them about $6,000 to the company yeah. that they had to uh, repair some stuff that was damaged. And I said to him, I said, do you realise... Has that happened before? And he said, oh, yeah, you know, unfortunately, you know, this one here cost me 2000 and that cost me this much. And that. And I just, like, in a five-minute conversation, he spent, you know, $25,000, $30,000. I said, you know what? I said, if you've got a coach or a mentor to work with you, even just once a fortnight or once a month, I said, and this is how they teach the staff, and then they go through. So they can tell your staff things that you can't tell them. And, that, you know, I said, you would have saved yourself half that amount of damage and more importantly next year that same amount of damage will not, not happen. happen and he said you know what he scratched his head for a while he said you're right and you know i picked up another client yeah but it was it was that that turned him you know what yeah. i mean because he couldn't make the reality he couldn't afford you know ten thousand dollars a year or he couldn't afford fifteen twenty thousand or whatever a year but i said you've made that much damage yeah in, in one major accident in one one major uh, foul Incident, swoop. Yeah. You know, you, you've made this much and then that much and that much. You add that up, 
it, a lot more. Yeah. And he said, you know, you're right. And his other partner said, well, you know, we need to talk to you, Peter. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's simple like that. And, and it's really interesting that you said how you've cut things very quickly. You've made the decision very quickly. So well done. That's a good Thanks. lesson for everybody to look at what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you're doing it, and where you're going to go. We're going to stop you. there. Thank you so much, Connie. Thank you for coming in today. Thanks, I really appreciate Peter, your Ron, time. Matt, thank yeah. you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Radio Italia. Pleasure's all ours. Yeah, Radio Italia Uno on 87.6 every Monday from 2 till 3. And, of course, on Podcast, Podcast City with Ron uh, on Facebook, Happy Business Radio. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ron, Matt, and a special guest, Connie. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.